Welcome back, everyone, to the Forgettables podcast with your hosts, Rafi Husseini, Ahmed Chima, and Asad Patel. This is episode 35. So long you've been with us. Uh, um, actually, it's been a month-long journey that you've been with us on, and we continue to keep providing you more value on this journey as we progress through different conversations. Today, the topic of discussion is collaborations and sponsorships, how to leverage them, what sponsorship collaborations to accept, and really what sponsorships and collaborations are going to help you build your own brand, build your own image. So I'll just start off before I get into my co-hosts, Ahmed Chima and Asa Patel. Uh, Asa Patel may not be contributing as much, but I'll start off. So recently, I've been able to collaborate with a few uh, small-scale businesses. Instead of getting paid, they gave me free products for my Instagram posts, stories, and uh, just basically promoting their uh, promoting their products. Now, one one of the things one of the things that was brought to my attention was that my whole aspect, my personal Instagram, my podcast, and everything, my image at this point is building towards a fitness industry, a fitness enthusiast, a fitness enthusiast, a personal trainer, basically in the fitness space. So we're keeping that in mind. I, the collaboration and sponsorships that I got were for a clothing company, Islamic clothing company, a uh, snack box, uh, and a uh, beard grooming company. So this is like the three, three different companies that I've been able to work with. I mean, I still accepted them because they're they're small businesses to support the cause i like and of course it's not like something that i don't like if i'm not going to support something that i don't like but the reason why i accepted them is because i like these things and it was helpful to promote them and hopefully you know they can grow there so my question to you Hachima and asa patel you guys are going whatever order is what do you guys think which is when starting off when starting off someone on a really small scale is everything okay or should you still be in a position to be able to pick and choose? I'll go first, I guess. Um, here's my opinion. I think there is value in having some content so that people know, like the brands you actually want to work with, they know what it'll look like to work with you. That being said, I do think you want to be careful with associating yourself with things that are uh, not in line with your brand. So I thought, so this episode, we're talking about sponsorships. So one thing is brand sponsorships that we're talking about. And I think the other thing is we should talk about sponsorships for like a podcast. Like you guys work, you guys both work in the nonprofit space. So you have experience actually getting sponsorships for things and doing sponsorships and stuff like that. So I think we should cover both aspects because one thing that I want to make it clear is that even if you have a small audience, you can start monetizing that if you reach out to the right people and you're clear with who you're getting. Like if you can communicate to, for example, if your audience is people that want to start podcasts, I can reach out to brands that, uh, you know, are in that space, like microphone brands, stuff like that. And then I can, you know, try and ask to get, sponsorships there not saying you're going to be 100 for 100 but i'm saying you can start going that route and i think we should talk about that as well because that's something you guys do uh, i don't know about us but i know Ruffy, that's like something you do as part of your work so coming back to your topic i i believe it's important to have some samples of work that 
when a brand that you are trying to work with, so like you're wearing Gymshark, for example. So I know that's a brand that fitness people want to uh, be a part of. And even your Instagram post today, you're like, it was all about Gymshark athlete, that kind of thing. So what I will say is this, that having other posts allow, allows Gymshark to see, oh, this person, like this is what he would do if we gave him a sponsorship, right? So it allows them to kind of, you know, see what they're getting. And that's a big part. Like a lot of times, like when the first couple of sponsorships are going to be super tough because they don't know what they're getting when they pay uh, whatever they're paying you. You know what I mean? Like they don't know if it's worth it. So if you can show, uh, number one, this is like the post you're getting. And number two, if you can actually kind of uh, give the whole narrative of like, this is how many sales that this resulted in and all that kind of stuff, that's going to be a bonus. I don't know if you have access to that level of data, but um, that would really... Uh, increase your value in, in your potential brand sponsors eyes as well. Those are my two cents. Uh, Asipai, any thoughts? Any thoughts? What you said is absolutely correct. Um, I would have to agree with everything you said. And you know, whenever I see Ruffy's post, like today he posted the Gymshark clothing and I, I was actually on the phone with him, I think five minutes after and I saw his post while I was on the phone with him. I was like, oh, nice post. So I started asking him about what he was wearing. And even being his friend, I was still interested in what he was wearing. So sponsored, I guess if you want to call it sponsored post where he may not have gotten any discount, but it did show he has commitment to the brand. So Gymshark might be like, okay, he has commitment to the brand he's buying. Maybe they might not pay as much attention, but the next company who makes fitness clothing will be like, look, this might be a good guy to send out our clothing to. He has engagement. He has people watching him wearing it and they may buy from us. And, you know, with all the algorithms and all the tools they have now, they can probably figure out who buys from looking at Ruffy's post. And, you know, it's a great way even taking a small influencer and making a decent amount of money and capitalizing on it. And I think that's, you know, that's my opinion on that. Yeah, Ruffy, on our podcast, when you when we did a Gymshark episode, we actually talked about them utilizing. I don't know if it was them. Yeah, I think it was using micro influencers people that are not necessarily ginormous, but mm. people that have massive influence in their small community. Right. And I think more and more, especially if you're in the small business space, it's really important to look into that. And so when we're talking about sponsorships, I think the key thing to understand for people that want to get sponsors is that you have to have influence to get sponsors. And how do you gain influence, Rafi? I think it's more about making a difference in, let's say your followers are like, again, for example, this podcast, right? The only way we're going to be, people are going to listen now, maybe in a month, maybe in a year is only because they probably hear about it from somewhere or they probably know that, oh, this is, this is probably one of the top search podcasts about fitness and health. The same thing when you are in person, you know, like the people that you're surrounded with, the people that are in your circle, when you're talking, when you're being with them, it's always about providing value. You know, like people are going to be like, oh, yeah, Chima, that's the guy that's, you know, if you, if you want to know about podcasts or like or anything, Chima's the person, you know, photography, Chima's the person, videography, Chima's the person, fitness stuff, Ruffy is the guy, you know, some uh, since I said they have the Quran, uh, like, oh, we want to understand something about Quran and stuff like, you know, of the, of the religious book, go to him. So it's like that image and that expertise that you already have by being in a circle 
is how I think, in my opinion, is how you create and expand your group, or I would say the extent of your influence. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good point. Building. So let me try to summarize what you said. So building your influence uh, is about providing value to people uh, in relationship to those topics, right? So when you have conversations, you show that, um, you know, you know, you're, you're talking about by the level of conversation you're having, what you bring to the table, that kind of thing. So I agree with that. Now, how do you do that online? Right? How do you do that on Instagram? How do you do that? Like, if you want to be like, I think the title, I think everyone aspires to be an influencer nowadays, but I think it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool title because it actually is what it is. Like people actually trust this person enough to listen to what they're saying, you know, take time out of their day and they go out of their way to actually listen to what that person is saying. So that person actually has influence on the person listening's decision, right? So how do you build that online? Again, as you just mentioned, it's first and foremost, you need to establish your trust without even like being able to promote yourself, right? I mean, for every single person, everyone's Instagram or everyone's social media starts off with their own close connections. Then it expands into people. It expands to like the friends of friends that they might have met or know at some point. I mean, in today's world, literally like everyone follows you on Instagram. Everyone's like, it's all over the place, like people you don't even know. But now when people who are following you on Instagram that know your friend who knows you when he's already giving an image of you to that person, right? So that's how social media is all about word of mouth. Now, when that person comes to a profile, he's been with you for like on your profile for like a month, two months, by the way, on which like, you know, he could unfollow like that happens on Instagram a lot too. So now he's just seeing that, oh, is, is this guy all talk or is he like even going to like show what, what it's all about, right? So if you're, Social media is a reflection of what you're actually in real life. You know, I don't buy the stuff like, which is true. These are everyone says like fake stuff on social media. Do it just for the gram. You know, doing the whole thing. You know, do it for the gram kind of deal. That to me is just just bogus. You know, I mean, I think really, really like it may be a slow growth. It may take you forever, but if you're posting the right content, posting content that's relevant to you, relevant to your audience. And it's something that you actually think is, like I mentioned, it's something that you actually believe in. I think that's where in the social media space, you create that influence because at that point, you're not separating your actual self versus the persona you have on social media. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, it's a good um, general principle to live by, but I, I want to take it one step further and kind of make it a little bit more practical. Uh, what I would say is literally just do what Ruffy did with 2225 or is doing, right? So part of it is just having conversations with people that are in that space, right? If you can start having these conversations with these people and start understanding how they're thinking, how they're approaching things, then you start to also think like them, right? And then once you start thinking like them, you also start to become a thought leader, right? What you want to do is become a thought leader. So you need to be able to articulate the different aspects of whatever it is that you're uh, talking about. You're, you need to be able to convince them one way or the other. And you have to, how do you do that is you talk to people that are doing it, right? Like see how they're doing, take notes, take, you know, uh, see what they're doing, you know, like uh, I think your, your podcast is a good example of that. You're interviewing MMA people, people that have pretty big followings on Instagram 
because they have put in the work not not just like random people that you know they post like shirtless pics or something but it's like these people are providing real tips real value to their audience and that's why people are listening to them and so i think that's another way to do it um let's quickly quickly talk about uh getting sponsorships for things so like we have this podcast for example forgettables mm -hmm. how would we go about getting organizations or companies to sponsor this podcast like put yourself in your um your work your work hat for a second and like what's the strategy you would take for this so it really is really a simple way to go about is like first of all you you're gonna have to see what companies are you gonna outreach to you know what are we mainly talking about podcasting right so now with that let's if the one example that comes to mind is a mic that we use blue yeti so now when we are talking about podcasting let's say we reach out to blue yeti asking them for sponsorship right or they reach out to us let's hope that happens they reach out to us and they're like hey we want to sponsor you guys can you uh can you make this work so in that case there's two case scenarios one is you offer them that hey you sponsor you're giving us a sponsorship what we'll do is we'll put your logo up in your in our episode give a brief statement play like a short video or maybe like have your banner or something in like a zoom call, whatever behind us and we'll promote you. Or another thing is like, it could be their contract or their agreement where it's like, they say different things. You know, they might tell us that, no, you have to talk for about us for a whole minute. You have to do like three different segments, three different breakdowns of our advertisement. So from a sponsorship perspective, it's really about like how much value you're, content or your platform is providing for them and their audience because you already have a set number of people that they want to reach but if your platform is something that's not going to provide value for their advertisement as well then they don't need they're, they're not going to be able to sponsor you know if like they're going to sponsor you and then after they're expecting like oh out of this 400 300 400, 200 people whatever they're listening maybe a 10 will buy the blue yeti and then when they sponsor you they're like not even a single sale has been done, then they're going to be like, okay, like the engagement of the engagement of this, this platform is not as much as we thought. So it's really about like bringing in as much value to them through the platform for the audience. Yeah. I think it's good to highlight that what they want is sales and what you have is people, um, you know, like ideally what you have is you have people that trust you. Yeah. Right. So you have a brand that people trust. And if you can put your name behind a certain brand, people will also trust that brand. Right. And so you got to think about it through both lenses and kind of think about how that works. Um, good discussion today. One thing that I will, I will share for the audience is there's a book called how to win friends and influence people. I think those are basic foundations. It's by Dale Carnegie, the, uh, you know, super rich founder of, uh, Carney. what is it? United States steel like or whatever. Regardless, the book is good. And it's like very easy read. You can read like just a little section every day or whatever. But the, the good thing about that is like, it, it really breaks down the art of dealing with people, right? Like the title I always didn't like because it makes it seem negative, but really like these things is just like, it's it's about being good to people right like one of the things in there just off the top of my head is like smiling 
or like another thing in there, another lesson is like being actively interested in the other person. And it's like, it's stuff like that where, you know, if you look at some of the people, some of the personalities that are out there, you may think that they're not doing that and that's how they got there. But really like how you get influences first, you got to give trust to get trust. You got to give respect to get respect. Right. So you got to give it and then you'll start getting it. So definitely check out that book. I'll leave a link in the description. Uh, highly recommend it. And uh, Ruffy, why don't you give us the key takeaways and close this out for the day? So key takeaways is to like create, to start off with, for you to be able to create influences, you need to be able to provide value. That's number one. Number two, you need to be able to provide value, not to just the audience, but also to your sponsors. And you need to ensure that the sponsors are getting through to your people through you. And number three for me would be to be able to stay true to yourself. Again, that's something I would say that it's really, really important for you to be grounded because it's very easy over social media these days to like post fake stuff, do things that aren't really happening and really let buy into it. So these are like three, three of my key takeaways that you can go if you're taking the route of being an influencer and like getting sponsors uh, successfully. I just want to quickly say that like both the intros and the outros we do spontaneously on the spot. It's not like, it's not like any of this is really prepared. So uh, Ruffy, you want to like getting better at that, man. Like uh, you're actually listening today. You didn't zone out. So um, hey, yeah, we can tell, we, we can listening tell like two, two weeks, two days ago, two episodes ago. Yeah. So we can tell when you're not listening because the key takeaways are just like, dude, where did he get those? <laughs> but like today it was like, okay, he actually listened. So Thank you for that. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you.